you where you were going 40 miles an hour. This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing has something for everyone, like NASCAR Weekly Series, Sprint Car Racing, Drag Racing, Off-Road Racing, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now. Here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for yet another weekly get-together. Coming out of Watkins Glen, getting ready to go into Daytona this weekend for the regular season finale. Before we get into matters of Daytona, want to pause for a moment and uh, give a shout-out to our friends over at NBC and USA. Also, um, a shout-out to Chris Schwartz, Ryan Horn here at the Motor Racing Network, Jeff Benke over there at NBC. 
uh, allowing me to join the NBC crew last week for Radio Style. It's such a blast when I'm able to jump over there and work with those folks doing the telecast a little bit differently with a radio-style twist, a twist that you all are very familiar with here at MRN. But it was so much fun to do, had a fun race to work with, and, of course, an exciting outcome, which led to Kyle Larson going to Victory Lane. Hope that, that we're able to do that again next year. But a little, little something different there for the folks at Watkins Glen on the TV screens across America and around the world and all the streaming devices. But we're back to what we love to do, and that's radio style at Daytona. It's going to be an unbelievable weekend coming up. We can't wait to get to Daytona. Motor Racing Network poised in position and ready to pounce, as they say, for the regular season finale at Daytona. It's going to be a combo weekend this weekend. A lot of time is going to be spent talking about the cup race and the implications there. The NASCAR Xfinity Series is also going to be in action Friday night at Daytona. And in that race, it's going to have a little special twist to it. Yes, we'll follow along with those that are running for a championship and those that are running to get some steady playoff footing. But we're also going to be following the Nemechek's. Joe and John Hunter will be racing together with Sam Hunt Racing. Joe is going to be in the 24 car. John Hunter is going to be in the 26 car. And it will be father and son basically tag teaming over there in the Wawa 250 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Matter of fact, joining us on the hotline right now is Joe Nemechek. You've known him for years, longtime competitor in the NASCAR Cup Series, in the Xfinity Series. He's running the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. And Joe joins us right now to talk about him, matters of the Nemechek's, and what's coming up this weekend at Daytona. Joe, welcome to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing? I'm doing good, Mike. It's good to be on with you again. I've not spoken with you in a long time. Before we get to the matters at hand coming up this weekend at the World Center of Racing, people ask me all the time, what's Joe Nemechek doing? Answer the question for me, them, and all of us. What are you up to these days? Well, we've been uh, trying to put together some truck deals to race, but we haven't had a lot of luck with doing that. So we've been putting together a lot of old NASCAR race cars including uh, a lot of them that are out of my warehouse where I have a whole bunch of cars stored. So we're putting these together for the Vintage Racing Series, uh, 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 Historic uh, Sports Car Racing Club, which is actually owned by IMSA now, and uh, uh, SBRA, which is, is part of Trans Am. And I put together a couple of uh, I should say one of my old Xfinity cars, which we converted into a K&N car for John Hunter when he first started, and I get to race that thing on the weekends, and uh, I've been able to drive a lot of other cars. I've been able to drive some prototypes. Uh, I've just been doing all kinds of stuff, and still, still behind the wheel, just mostly road course stuff now. Well, being that I have the opportunity, I'll ask you the question. Of all of your race cars, Xfinity... Cup. I've been throwing trucks in there. What is the favorite one for you, and what makes it a favorite? For you? Wow, that's that's a hard one to answer, Mike. Only because I've had so much success uh, just about everywhere I've been in whatever series I've been in. And as a race car driver, all you want is for that race car to drive good and to be up in the front having the opportunity to win races and 
I've had I've had so many occasions in every kind of car I've been in to do that. So it, it's hard to pick just one. Uh, you know, the part part the other part of that is this sport is is just like any other business. It's all about people and the people that you surround yourself with and the people that you meet at the racetrack and the fans and and uh, even even to this day. Even doing the road race stuff. I mean, we're going from Sebring, Road Atlanta, uh, Road America, Mid Ohio. We've been all over the place, and the fans that come out to that are the same people that go to the NASCAR races. And so when they they see I'm there, they want to come over and talk about where they've been and where they've seen me race. And it, it's just really cool. It's it's uh, uh, a lot of great memories come back up, and you get to sit down and, and bench race with people. Well, you know, it's interesting. You just mentioned all road courses. Did you consider yourself a road course racer in your active career? I thought I did. I thought I did very well at it. Uh, I know we sat on the pole uh, uh, in the Xfinity races at Watkins Glen, came close to winning a race at Sears Point in a cup car. Uh, I believe we won one race at Watkins Glen in the Xfinity series. I may have won a couple up there. I'm not sure, but... We've, we've been very, very competitive at all the road course races that I've been in. And that's, uh, so when this opportunity came up, it actually came from a friend of mine that he needed his road course car worked on, which he had been running in this stuff. And, and uh, we fixed it. And a few weeks later, he went out and won his first race. So uh, it's, it's, it just keeps picking up and picking up and more people are bringing their cars. The advantage they get by bringing them over here is I still have, you know, we're still doing a lot in NASCAR, and so I, I have all the technology that's going on in NASCAR to make their cars drive better. And everybody that gets in them, their lap times pick up dramatically. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud to uh, be able to work on uh, a lot of these cars and make them faster. Well, you should be. I had to chuckle, though, when you said you won the pole at Watkins Glen. Of course you did. I mean, you're, you're front row Joe. You've got 10 cup poles. you got 18 poles in the Xfinity Series. How did you get that nickname? Because that is a nickname that has stuck with you your entire career. Uh, very fortunate. I think it, it, it really stuck. We sat on the pole in California when I drove for uh, Bell South and Felix Sabatis. And then when we were at Pocono, uh, I went out like one of the last cars to qualify, and all of our Team Sapco cars were fast. And I can't remember if Sterling went first, and he was on the pole, and then Wally Dollenbach went, and he was on the pole by a bunch. And they, when, when they were interviewing him, he goes, no, I'm not going to get the pole. Old Front Row Joe over there is going to get the pole. And sure enough, I got the pole, and ever since that day, it stuck. So I got you got to thank uh, Wally Dolan back for that one. Well, the potential is out there for you to get another one this weekend. You're going to be back in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. It'll be the first time since a couple of years that you've driven an Xfinity Series race, but you're going to be teammates with your son, John Hunter. Number two, what's the excitement level of that? And number two, how did that come together? Uh. Well, I'm very, I'm very excited to get back in a race car in NASCAR. Uh, haven't done that here in the last couple of years, so um, I'm looking forward 
to having a good run. I've been, I think I've been a very, very good speedway racer over the years throughout my career. Won quite a few of them. And uh, uh, I, I know when we were running trucks and I was helping my son, I mean, we made a good, a good duo out there on the racetrack. So hopefully all that can translate. Uh, I was very fortunate to have an opportunity uh, with Sam Hunt Racing in uh, Toyota to, to they had a, a car over there that they had a spare car for Daytona and when all this came around you know that now it's all about finding funding so I have to thank uh, a lot of the folks that have supported me in the past uh, Fleetwing out of Lakeland Florida uh, Marianne and and the whole gang over there have, it, are the ones that really stepped up to put this together and I know they're gonna have I think a hundred hundred of their customers over at the racetrack uh, it's a big, a big, big deal for them at, at Daytona, and all of my other sponsors: Barry Bullets, uh, Romco out of Texas, uh, TBC out of St. Louis. A lot of the folks that have helped me in the past and helped John Hunter are stepping up to financially make all this stuff possible, and and I get to go play. And you're going to do it with your son. I remember you and I having a conversation. I think it was back in John Hunter's East days where you kind of took me to the side and be like, look at my boy over there. He's going to be something someday. He's going to be fast. It's amazing what he can do. And you're bragging on your son as fathers do. From that moment, before his you know, truck Xfinity Cup career started and all that, what did you see in him, just not as a father to a son, but as a race car driver looking at potential talent? What did you see back then? that indicated to you that he was going to have success when he went to the big leagues? Well, I think the first time we put him in a late model, he was uh, 13 or 14 years old. And we went, uh, first one, first place he went down was uh, Cordell, Georgia. And there was a big show going on and, and Kyle Busch was there. And this is the first, first time John Hunter's running in a late model, in, in a super late model. And Kyle was out there practicing. We got there late. We had trouble getting down there. So, you know, John Hunter goes out, and he goes to the top of the board. And through practice, he was right there at the top. It was him and Kyle. And Kyle kept coming over, and he's like, son, you need to slow down. It was, it was just too funny. But uh, in the race, we by far had the best car. And Kyle knew that. He wasn't, he wasn't going to beat us. But I made a mistake on pit road getting putting too many tires on at the halfway break and then we could never get back up there it's pretty devastating for john hunter but it showed you know kyle's like i just cannot believe how fast this kid is and then we went to the milwaukee mile and for the first his first lap on the racetrack he was like wide open up in the up in the top in the dust blowing dust off around that racetrack and I mean, absolutely flying. And I'm thinking to myself, he's fixing the wreck. And he just, he, he blisters it. We sat on the pole, won the race. I mean, hands down, no one even close. But from that time on, I was just like, this kid is incredible. And I mean, I've worked with a lot of different drivers over the years, including Kyle Busch and Greg Biffle and a lot of them, David Rudiman. A lot of these guys get started. And for him, just, it's just natural. And... When I saw that, it was like, man, this kid's got something. It's just incredible. And I know as a father, they, they, they see that. But as a racer that's worked with other people, 
it was just incredible. And I, it's like, it, 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 even to this day, I think back on that and the talent he had and the stuff he knew, I had no idea where he learned it from. But, you know, since he was a baby, he's growing up hanging with me and talking to other drivers and watching races and being on the pit box and seeing how all this stuff unravels and it's just natural to him. And that's the amazing thing though when you had that natural talent because we're taught the this is before the iRacing days so we didn't have that yet you had a version of it but back when he was getting going there there wasn't that available like it is to some new drivers today it's it's hard to find that raw talent out there that can seem to get a feel of a race car. You know, they they say that a driver can feel a race car in many ways, but it's that backside driving that I, I call backside driving, where the driver gets the feel of a race car in their backside and can drive it accordingly. That's something rare these days, I think. Yeah, I think it is, and I think that's where he excels. Now, something to think about here also is the, the time that when John Hunter came in, I mean, we were on a very limited budget on when we started racing him in the truck series. And then he made the jump to to Xfinity and then into Cup, and then we got into COVID. So he's never been able to do a lot of testing. Where back in my day, man, we go test everywhere. We are always testing somewhere. Well, in John Hunter's case, he never had the opportunity to do a lot of testing. You know, his first year of Cup with uh, with uh, Front Row Motorsports, that's when COVID hit. He never even got to test anywhere. So he he, he just has it. He knows how to, uh, to get out there and adapt very quickly. And throughout his whole career and everything he's ever done, he's been able to adapt very, very quickly. So especially going to new racetracks, he's on it. Coming up Saturday night, under the lights at Daytona, thanks to Sam Hunt Racing, the two of you are going to be teammates, going to be getting in the draft together, trying to get yourself to the front. Do you still have many hometown folks that come out to Daytona to now root on John Hunter? Maybe some of those folks will come root out for you right now. Oh, absolutely. I believe we're going to have a, uh, a full house over there. I know just about everybody that, that I still talk to in Florida is coming over to the race, so... Uh, it should be a should be a great night. I'm just looking forward to getting in the show and then trying to stay out of all the melee till the end. And hopefully, I'm in a good position to uh, have an opportunity to, to hopefully score another victory. Funny you mentioned that. Stay out of the melee. Things uh, things have a tendency to get a tad rambunctious in the Xfinity series, especially at a track like like Daytona. I know you want to be in the middle of it, but are you ready to race in an environment that was much different than you raced in when you were in the Xfinity Series back in the day? Yes, I am. You know, it's been a couple years I was uh, in uh, I guess the last, one of the last Xfinity races was at Talladega a couple years ago. I was in one of Mike Harmon's cars, and I think we finished 18th or something that day, but again, it's just putting yourself in good position. And depending on how your car drives, I mean, number one, you have to be fast. So uh, from everything that I've been involved with and have seen, uh, my crew chief is Eric Phillips, which is my brother-in-law and John Hunter's crew chief now on his truck. So uh, we've, been, we've been working late trying to get this car uh, tuned up, as you'd say, and ready to go for, for this weekend. 
Well, we wish you the best. Always love catching up, and I know our listeners love hearing from you. There's going to be a lot of folks rooting you on. You and John Hunter both. Here's to perhaps maybe a, uh, a Nemechek 1-2 finish coming up at the World Center of Racing under the lights there Friday night at Daytona. Well, I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for having me on. And I uh, just want to say thank you to all the fans throughout all my years of racing that uh, have come out and supported me. And uh, I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can, as long as I can be competitive and have great opportunities. And, and uh, just I still have that drive. So looking forward to seeing you at the racetrack. Always love spending time with Joe Nemechek. Hope he and John Hunter have a good night under the lights at Daytona coming up Friday night. We'll give you the broadcast schedule here in just a little bit. Before we do that, let's take a look at the odds. Brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Please bet responsibly. Here is producer Trey. Trey, what do you have for us this week? Well, Mike, it is sure to be a wild one on Saturday in Daytona, one of the most unpredictable races I think we've seen in recent memory coming up. 15 drivers, one playoff spot on the line, and when it comes to super speedway racing, you're going to get a good return on whoever you bet on. Chase Elliott, the regular season champion, is the favorite, but he's at plus 1,000, so 10 to 1 is the best odds to win this race. You're going to get a great return no matter who you're placing your bet on in the BetMGM app. Right behind him, you got a four-way tie at plus 1,200 or 12-1. Three of the best speedway racers in the sport, Hamlin, Logano, and Blaney. And Blaney, uh, if he wins, he locks himself in. No drama there as far as the points go with Martin Truex Jr. And then Kyle Larson, last week's winner, still looking for his first super speedway win at plus 1,200. But if you're looking for my pick, I think one of the drivers on the outside looking in wins to lock themselves in. I'm going with Brad Keselowski. I think he gets it done. I think he gets a win in his first year as a driver owner at RFK, and he goes to the playoffs. We know his history at Talladega. He has won the Coke Zero Sugar 400 before back in 2016. He is 22 to 1, somewhat of a long shot. And if you look even further down, you've got some other long shots that I think could surprise on Saturday night. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the 2017 winner of this race, is at plus 2,800 or 28 to 1. And then Harrison Burton. Harrison Burton is a good little speedway racer. He was racing up front in the Daytona 500 before that spectacular crash where he flipped all the way over. He rates that as one of his best races of his rookie season. He is at plus 10,000 or 100 to 1. As I said, a great return on whoever you're betting on this weekend. Harrison Burton is one that I'm willing to take a flyer on, but I think Brad Keselowski turns the playoff picture on its head, and both Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex Jr. do not make the playoffs in 2022. Ooh, Trey going with one that could disrupt the proceedings. Brad Keselowski, one of 15 drivers that could get in with a win in the Coke Zero Sugar 400. We'll see how all this shakes out. Here is the broadcast schedule for this weekend. Our coverage will start Friday with pole qualifying for the NASCAR Cup Series. That's 5 p.m. Eastern time. Then it will be the Wawa 250 powered by Coca-Cola for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Friday night, MRN airtime, 7 p.m. Eastern. And then we've got the Coke Zero Sugar 400 NASCAR Live Race Day on the air, 6 p.m. Eastern time. 
Cannot wait to get to Daytona and see who will be racing for the playoffs and the championship in the NASCAR Cup Series. Hope that you'll join us at the World Center of Racing, but if not, we've got you covered right here on the Motor Racing Network. Don't forget, we've got another download for you available next Thursday. We're back on the air next Tuesday with NASCAR Live at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Sit back, relax, let us do the heavy lifting Saturday night and describe to you all the excitement that's going to come out of Daytona. We'd like to thank Joe Nemechek for being a part of our download today and for producer Trey and the rest of the MRN team. I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us as well. We'll talk to you again next week right here on NASCAR Live Wide Open. So long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 